Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. This is a Saturday morning in which we like to talk about something maybe happening contemporary, events in the news or whatever. And I have a question for you. Some people say to me, everything is political. And they get bothered by politics and the church and politics in, in this and that and saying everything has become so political. And I must say that kind of bothers me too, but I don't agree with it. And I'm going to tell you why as we continue on today. I don't agree with that assessment, and I think it's important. So I hope you'll stick with me. If you're new today, welcome. I'm so glad you have, you're with me. One of the big news events of this past week was, the, was Tucker Carlson of Fox News and Fox News choosing to part ways, as they put it. Now, we don't know exactly why, but I'm going to tell you what I think. And, and of course, earlier today, I said, speak the word, or earlier this week, speak with authority the words of God. I'm not going to say that I'm convinced that this is the words of God. This is a bit of my speculation, but I think I've got good reason to think this, and I have followed this story quite closely. And it is important for those of us who are believers in Christ. It is an important thing. So the question would be, you know, why, why did they fire this guy? I mean, he was their meal ticket. He was their top star. He was bringing in so much money to the organization. And, uh, you know, Tucker can be an independent voice, obviously. He has broken ranks with the establishment quite often. He says things that, that are controversial, and some people don't, uh, don't agree with, but he backs them up and indeed uh, raises good questions, gets people to think outside the box. These are very, very important things. Some people, a lot of people love Tucker. A lot of people don't. Some people in, in our family, we have, uh, we all like him at least, but we, we, we wonder how in the world, what happened? Why would they fire him? Why would they get rid of him? Why would they take such a risk? And if, if you follow in the story at all, Fox News, which has been kind of the, the conservative voice for years in the uh, American media, is really, really taking a hit. They are losing uh, uh, viewers in dramatic fashion, and I think far more than anyone anticipated. I think a lot of it goes back to a speech Tucker gave, and this is him standing there at the Heritage Foundation last Friday night. And if you're not aware of this, I will post the link in the description below if you'd like to listen to it later. I think it is worth listening to. I really do. It's quite an interesting take on it because Tucker is in the political world. By his own admission, he said he was he's raised and is an Episcopalian, which by his words, he said, must be the shallowest religious tradition out there that you can barely even call Christian anymore. His words, not mine, I'll, and I'll leave it at that. And he commented that he doesn't have much to add theologically because he's not been trained that way. He's been trained as a philosophical thinker and, and a commentator on current events. But he, he raised some questions at the, in a speech given to the Heritage Foundation. Now, the Heritage Foundation is probably the largest and most influential, powerful, conservative think tank in the Washington, D.C. area. Many of you don't know, I used to, in, I used to live uh, just outside of Washington. And during that time, I was 
uh, fairly involved on on the inside, shall we say, in a lot of uh, political discussions. And I would go to a meetings, private meetings, small meetings, 20, 30 different people down at the Heritage Foundation. We talk about strategy. This was as the pro-life and pro-family movement was just being birthed in America in the early 1980s. And it was very small at the time, very few people in it. And these were the people who were forming this, the pro-life, pro-family movement. Um, Heritage Foundation has now become quite large, quite powerful, quite influential, and uh, is, is become part, shall we say, even of the, somewhat of the Washington establishment now. In it, uh, Tucker was the keynote speaker at their annual convention last week, and I heard the speech Saturday morning, and I said, wow, I've never heard him say something like this, and I've heard very few anyone say something like this, because what he talked about was how he used to work there, and when he came there, he said, politically, we we agreed, he said, whether you're in the liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican, whoever you were, he said, we all seem to agree that we want greater prosperity, we want uh, increased standard of living, greater security, security as a country, people's security, we want freedom, we don't want to be oppressed. He said, we could all agree on it, they just disagree on how to get there. Does it help to have tax more, to help to, have ta- to tax less, should you have a bigger government, a smaller government? They, they all agreed on what to get, what they were after, just disagreed on how to get there. And I, and I for the most part, will uh, affirm what he said there, although not entirely. I think they're not exactly sure we had the same outcome in mind back then either. However, he said, now we don't have the same, doesn't seem like we have the same outcome in mind. He spoke specifically about abortion. And he said that we've moved beyond abortion being something that you know, uh, at the time was talked about in, a, in an emergency, in a tragedy. You've got a teenager who's uh, uh, become pregnant uh, in, in a, you know, in a, been assaulted, become pregnant, or you, you've got someone whose life is in danger. And the debates were about that, whereas today, our Treasury Secretary would say, you know, to help, help the economy, get an abortion. And he said, that seems to move to a different outcome that we're desiring and saying something at a whole different level. And then the, the big, big uh, thing that has invaded politics recently, and it's, big, it's like all the rage, all the talk, is this whole transitioning and transgender thing. And, and talking about doing this with children and, and the, should, should children be making these decisions that I'm not really a boy, I'm a girl, or I'm not really a girl, I'm a boy, and how this has become such a political hot potato in so many, in the federal government and so many uh, state governments. And his comment was, I thought it was quite interesting, that these things, we're, we're talking here about, he said, we've moved beyond something political. We're talking about child sacrifice. We're talking about making people eunuchs. We're talking about something that seems to be spiritual, seems to be far deeper and far bigger than something political. And as he talked, I thought, wow, keep it up, Tucker, keep preaching it, because this is what I've been saying for years. 
I have believed that at the heart of what uh, is going on in America today, everything's not political. I've contended everything is spiritual. Yes, everything is spiritual. Why? Because Jesus Christ is Lord, and Jesus being Lord doesn't mean he's just, uh, you know, Lord of my private life or Lord of me when I go to church on Sunday or Lord of our church Sunday service. And some people are trying to define worship and the freedom of religion. And there's a strong movement in our country that goes right up to the president of the United States trying to define religion as only what we do in the church building on Sunday and our religious rights don't uh, extend 24-7 all of our life. They're trying to box religion into our only, shall we say, the, the, the church activities. And I contend, no, 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 everything is spiritual. Everything is spiritual. Work is spiritual. Politics is spiritual. Government is spiritual. Education is spiritual. Family is spiritual. Church is spiritual. Your money is spiritual. Everything is spiritual. Why? Because Jesus Christ is Lord of all. And we are in a rebellion in our world. That rebellion is being led by demonic forces. And many have joined in, knowingly or not, their doctrines of demons, as it says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, that become more and more pronounced in the final days. And so this, this idea that I separate my spiritual life from my Christian life, from the rest of my life, no, no, no. Everything is spiritual, and everything is to come under the lordship of Jesus Christ. And believe it or not, Tucker was grappling with this concept. Tucker was trying to articulate this. I don't think he even realized it. And what he was saying is he think he reached two conclusions of what we ought to, a conclusion of what is and what we ought to do as a result that I'm speaking about today and tomorrow. And this is what the first thing he said is number one, he said two things. Number one, we've got to call it what it is, what we're facing in a world today. He said, these are not just political divisions. When you, It's one thing if you're talking, talking tax policy or how involved America should be in foreign policies or in this country or that. These, are, these can be political questions. But what is come to the forefront today, he said, we've got to call it what it is. And he said, let's call it evil. And his point was, there's something afoot in our country that's far greater than the political discussions. And I'm, and you see this, don't you? Don't you wonder how do people conclude some of what they conclude these days? How can people think some of the things they think? How do people, it, it, it seems like right is wrong. Up is down. Light is dark. Dark is light. We've exchanged good for evil. We call evil good and good evil. The Bible would say this is a result of a mind that's been given over to depravity, a, a reprobate mind, it says in Romans 1, that when we reject God as an individual or as a, as a country, we begin to think strange things. Professing to be wise, we would become foolish. And we would say things we think make us sound smart, and in reality, they are foolishness in the eyes of God and 
foolishness in the eyes of those who see life from God's perspective, which is what wisdom is. I couldn't be happier when I heard this speech. I shared it with a bunch of friends of mine, and I said, I can't believe Tucker would say these things, call it evil, this, uh, the, and, and, I, and, and, um, and when he got fired on Monday, first thing came to my mind, it's because of that speech he gave Friday night. It went over the line of what is acceptable in secular discussion. To blame, to say that what is happening or evil, there's, there's demonic forces afoot in our land. And indeed, to me, I'm a business decision. What Fox News did was a crazy thing to do. Maybe it's the result of having a depraved mind, a reprobate mind at the very top uh, levels there. I don't know. But I will say this, I think Tucker's on to something. And as Christians, you and I ought to be on to something. The struggles we're facing in our country today, the divisions we're facing, I have long contended they're theological. Is Jesus Lord or are we Lord? Who's God? Who's the authority? Who determines what's right? Who determines what's wrong? Who makes these statements? These are critical decisions. Our, call, our country, I'm not saying we've always been Christian, but I'm saying there was a time in our land when people pretty much agreed on what was right and what was wrong because we had the same foundation, the Bible and Christianity was the, was the foundation of how we knew what was right and wrong. And there's been a strong movement in our education, in our media. Our culture has changed. Our tactics need to change. Our strategies need to change because our country is no longer like that. Now, parts are, there are parts of America that still are quite Christian in their traditions, but many parts are not. And so what must we do? And the first thing Tucker said, I liked, he said, we got to call it what it is, call it evil. It's not political. It's not another political idea. It's not another opinion. It's something as a foot in our land that is evil. And the second thing he said, we need to learn how to pray for our country. And he, say, he kind of confessed, he said, I'm just an Episcopalian. We don't know how to pray. But he said, maybe we ought to start taking 10 minutes out of our busy schedules and praying for our country and praying for our future, because we're up against something far bigger than something political. Well, he lost his job over. He got canceled. I've got a feeling he's going to be back bigger than ever. He'll find a platform, and he's going to have a larger audience than ever. And I'm not saying he's right about everything either, because I think he's going through a spiritual discovery. I think Tucker's seeing things that he didn't used to see, and I think he's coming to believe things that are true about God. I wouldn't be surprised if people have been praying for him. And, uh, and we see God moving, and we see people that were outspoken voices of secular ideas, Tucker, Jordan Peterson, there's a number of people, it seems, that God is moving and bringing them to faith in Jesus Christ. It gives me hope for our country that some of these leading voices that have large followings, that seems like their eyes are opening something spiritual, and we ought to keep praying for them. So what about us? Number one, Christians, you know, all that's necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing, uh, Edmund Burke said. It's been a major influencing statement in my life. All that's necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And in our day and age, we often are afraid to say, speak up. Why? We're afraid to be canceled. We're afraid to be rejected. We're afraid to be hated. And, and Jesus warned this could be the case. But I pray that God will help us 
Point number one, call it what it is. It's not just an opinion. It's not just another idea. It's not political. Something is afoot in our land that is evil, and it's got demonic roots to it. And as Christians, we want to be awake to this. And we, we again, we're not rude and mean-spirited, but we don't want to be silent. Our silence, uh, we, we want to learn how to speak what is right and what is true in addressing these issues in ways that make a difference. These are days, as Jesus said, we must be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. Why? He says, beware of men. Men, in days like this, men will want to hurt and destroy us. So we must be shrewd and we must be wise. The second thing Tucker said was prayer. Tomorrow, I'd like to make, I'm going to say a prayer for our country. And I would encourage you to be part of it, encourage you to bring your friends and tell them, because let's be honest, a lot of people don't know how to pray for our country. A lot of people don't know how to pray intercessory prayers, how to really cry out to God. And yet in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, it's the number one and first responsibility of the church. The first thing I urge you, first of all, prayers and petitions made on behalf of all who are in authority, kings, rulers, and so forth. Tomorrow we're going to talk about how to do that, and I will hope to give you a, a, an outline, shall we say, of how you could be following this admonition of praying for our country. Let's pray right now. Father in heaven, we give you praise and honor and glory. We thank you for your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the King of kings, the ruler of the kings of the earth, who is the Lord of all, who is the King of all the earth, who is over all the nations. And we confess and acknowledge there's a rebellion in our land, a rebellion led by evil demonic, unseen forces, and so many have fallen for it. Lord, I pray that you would help us to understand that this spiritual battle, this aspect of the spiritual battle, it may not be one we, we enjoy, that we want to be engaged in, that we relish, but it, nonetheless, it may be one where duty calls us to stand and speak and to pray. I pray for boldness, courage, faith, wisdom, shrewd as serpents, innocent as doves. I pray that for us, for me. I pray that for Tucker Carlson. I pray that for people like Jordan Peterson. I pray that, Lord, for people who are, many of whom aren't even saved yet, but they're seeing something. And I ask, Lord, you would open their eyes to the reality of Jesus Christ and that they would be children of God and they would say the things they say and engage in what they do in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we pray these things. We bless you. And we thank you. Thank you that you are the you are the victor. Lord, you will you will ultimately put down every rebellion and you will prevail. And for this we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, thanks for being along with me today. I've gone a little bit long today, as you can tell I get fired up about these topics. I hope you share this video with your friends. You may want to share it with your uh, pa the pastor of your church. You may want to share it and say, encourage people to realize some of these things. Everything is spiritual. Jesus is Lord of all. And as Christians, sometimes we want to live that out courageously. I love you. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow in which I'm going to show you and talk about how to pray for our country. I hope you'll join me then. God bless you. I love you. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.